want to speak tonight subject that I touched upon in the past. It's a very, very, very broad subject uh, in all aspects of the Torah, which is Chiyos HaMesim. Chiyos HaMesim, huh? Yeah, Chiyos HaMesim has many, many different angles to speak about, but then there's famous debate, the differences of opinion between the Rambam, the Ramban, and others, what's the purpose of Tchiyas HaMesim, and what is, is uh, Tchiyas HaMesim going to last forever? In other words, will Neshamas, the souls, remain in their bodies forever, or it's just a temporary state? So, first of all, I just want to start with the basic. Tchiyas HaMesim is the 13th of the 12 principles of faith that Ram formulated. The 13th of I mean, the 13th of the 13th. <laughs> Thirteenth of the thirteen principles of faith that the Rambam put together is Tchiyos Hamesim. Mashiach is a twelve. Yeah. So now, why is Tchiyos Hamesim a principle of faith? We discussed in the past why Mashiach is a principle of faith. Why is Tchiyos Hamesim a principle of faith? So the Rambam himself explains why. The Rambam wrote a whole letter called Together Sumayim Tchiyos Hamesim. The reason why he wrote the letter. Is a very fascinating, fascinating letter. The reason why he wrote the letter is because the Rambam was accused by people that misunderstood his <coughs> Sefer, Mishnah Teda, that he doesn't believe in Tchiyas HaMesim. They thought that according to the Rambam, after the Neshama, person passes away, his soul goes to Gan Eden, and that's it. Because what it really boiled down to the many Maimari Chazal, which they interpret to be speaking about the world of the resurrection, the Ramam interprets to be speaking about Ganeidin, we're speaking about life after death in the world upstairs. So they understood that the Rambam doesn't hold of Tchiyas HaMesim. The Rambam says first, I don't know what to do. The Rambam, as I mentioned, clearly, you know, uh, as one in Hilchas Chuvan discusses people that are called from heretics, one of them, some of them deny Tchiyas HaMesim. That is how many times we have to write it. You know, to prove that I you open up my book, you'll see. I mean, just be worried about the Ramam Knight. So, yeah, the Ramam said they made him whatever, but then the Ramam goes on that the, 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 the real core of the problem was very interesting is that, by the way, we have the letter that was written, the letter what the Ramam is responding to. We have a copy of the Rata Yamazah, it's printed. I mean, officially, it's Masha that's the letter, even though it's certain maybe it's not full copy of the letter. There's also another letter she didn't get a chance to get a hold of. It printed a number of years ago. There's a student of the Rambam, Rabbi Yosef, that before the Rambam himself gave an answer, he also wrote the parentra, the sheet of his teacher, the Rambam. So actually from that whole dialogue, we probably... You know, I don't know if we have the Sad. Yeah, actually, Sad is the Rambam. It's in Arabic. It was written in Arabic. So they have Hatakis. They have... Uh, they have they have, they have uh, copies of the Arabic, sure. I mean, you're not talking like we say a copy machine. I'm talking yeah, it was handwritten. Right, we don't, certain parts of Mishnah that we have, we have the actual. It's good, but I'm saying more or less, if you could also check yeah. the differences between the, the copies. But fine, Khalifan. So, the, the, the part of, but before we get to that, the Rambam writes, why is it a principle of faith? Ramam writes, now, he writes like this, he says, why would someone deny Tchiyas HaMesim? 
Someone will deny Tchiyas HaMesim for one of two reasons. Either because he believes that there's no sufficient proof in the Tata for it. So it's not that he denies Tchiyas HaMesim because he doesn't believe it could happen. But he denies Tchiyas HaMesim, he denies that the Tata promises Tchiyas HaMesim. Not that Amun shows, he goes to explain that it's... <coughs> you have to say that there's Tchiyas HaMesim, even though... There's the Ramam holder in the Torah itself, in the Chumash itself, there's no absolute proof of Tchiyas HaMesim, but in the words of the Nevi'im, there's Psukim that you can't explain them any other way besides saying that there'll be Tchiyas HaMesim. So therefore, the Ramam, the person denies Tchiyas HaMesim for one of two reasons. Either because the Torah doesn't, you think the Torah doesn't say it, so then he's denying what the Torah says, because there's certain Psukim that there's no other way of explaining them, but that they mean literally it will be Tchiyas HaMesim. And second of all, the other reason why, which is the main reason why the Ramadan considers it a principle of faith, someone that denies Chiyas HaMesim is because he denies the concept of miracles. It's hard for him, the reason why it's hard for him to digest the concept of Chiyas HaMesim is because he doesn't believe in the concept of miracles. If someone <coughs> doesn't believe in miracles, what's the problem with that? If someone doesn't believe in miracles, the Ramadan writes that will cause him not to believe in the whole title. Why? Because the whole Torah is based, someone doesn't believe in miracles means that he believes, and Adam says they would be explaining him, based on the philosophy of those days, people didn't believe in miracles because they believed that Abisha didn't create the world. The world is a Kadma, whatever, the philosophers, I don't want to discuss this, it's not relevant. They believed the world always existed together with Abisha. So if it came, but I don't want to get, but I'm discussing my book, I don't want to start getting into Chakid over here. So they believe, but Abisha can't really interfere with the world, how the world runs. That's the case. CS Mitzrayim didn't happen. You know, all the miracles that the Torah is based on, and you know, you know it, it affects the whole belief of Yiddishkeit. If you don't believe that the world is created by Davisha, the world is a Kadman, so that the world that the world isn't a Kadman. Don't believe in miracles. Believe in Moshiach, yeah, yeah. Or don't believe in Chiyas Amis. He first of all, you want us not to believe in Chiyas Amis and believe in Moshiach. What Ramah Beis is saying, if you don't believe in the Chiyas HaMais, if you don't believe in miracles, you don't believe in the Torah, period. So I don't know how much he would believe in Mashiach, but maybe he would tie that he believes in a natural way Mashiach would come. This highlights even more. According to the Ramah, Mashiach is not a supernatural occurrence. And the Ramah goes on to explain part of the reason why they... The Ramah himself holds the Negei Mashiach. The Ramah explains back in that letter. That a number of psukim which seem to be miraculous events, like the God's Avim Kevis, that the wild, that the wolf will live together with the with the lamb, that is not taken literally. The Ramam explains why that you know wherever there's a possibility to interpret the pasuk, not literally accepted, but he says that by Chiyas Hamesim I have no choice. But a certain psukim you could only translate. You can't explain. It, there's no, it doesn't make sense to explain them. Or you can't explain them in a metaphoric way that it's speaking shalakib shukr. So the male of Khisamit, you have to accept that it's that that uh, you have to accept that it means kipshute. But Mesa Mashiach doesn't mean that it has to happen kipshute. But part of believing, hold on, part of believing, part of part of part of Yudgimalikrim, if I'm not mistaken, is that if you believe that the Ilam, you have to believe the Ilam is a Mukhudish, you have to believe that the world was created by the Abishan. Otherwise, I don't remember the whole philosophy over here, but 
Otherwise, it leads the Ram discusses Otherwise, it, 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 in, the, in the ancient philosophy of those days, if you don't believe that the world is created by the Abishter, or it's in the Chudish that the world didn't exist, it was a new thing, it was a different entity, then it goes against the whole lot of principles of the belief of the Taita. But I'm in, in the, I forget in which you say it, in the 11th, and in the, in the, maybe in the one about Schav in one of them he throws in, late also, we have today, we have that, the Kisveyah, that Amun added in later, more of a stress, so you have to believe, probably puts it into the third, more, more clearly as part of the certain principles of faith, I think that you have to believe that the world was created, not that the world always existed, or grace, you know, and whatever it might be. Whatever. <clears throat> so that's what the Ramam says. So, truth is, one could say, if so, the simple kasha that I have, if so, if the Ramam says it's considered a principle of faith, because if you don't believe in it, because you don't believe in miracles, don't believe in miracles, neither believe the world, or they say the Abishu didn't create the world, because that's why you can't do miracles, whatever, the world always existed on its own, whatever exactly the, the, the philosophy is behind it. So if so, why does it have to be that belief in Chiyas Mason? Ramam could write, if someone uh, doesn't believe in Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, why doesn't he make it see us time with one of the 13 principles which of happened already. Which happened already, whatever it is. So, in Pshat, you could say that There's it's... argument over there. His argument is that it says what is the question. They try to say that it doesn't say, it doesn't literally say. No, so if that's, that's the argument that Rambam says, the Rambam is saying the reason why he puts it a principle of faith because those that denied it didn't deny it because the it doesn't say it. Because it's looking, you can't explain otherwise. But they denied it because they can't believe it's going to happen. So if so, why can't why, why is so? In other words, Kazan the Ram is not so much Chiyas Hamesim in of itself. It's the concept of a miracle that if someone denies it, it could be that in people's eyes Chiyas Hamesim was too much to, to swallow. They could believe face other things, but whatever. Whatever you want to say, Imshat Then there's again the reason that Ram gives still leaves room to try to understand why it's adopted Chiyas Hamesim. You could say something that didn't happen yet, and it's. It's easy for someone to say, I don't know, maybe I'll try to find an explanation of what happened, but to say that such a thing will happen, I can't accept. Apichsidus is understood by Tchiyas HaMesim is so important, because that's the purpose of creation. But Ramon doesn't, Ramon doesn't hold that Tchiyas HaMesim is really, at least begulling, open, what Ramon actually wrote, doesn't hold that Tchiyas HaMesim is the purpose of creation and so on. But that's, Ramon himself explained why Tchiyas HaMesim is, is a principle of faith. Now, what I'll say is like this. The, 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 our, I mentioned this in, a, in the discussion that I we had once ago about why Mashiach is the, the principle of faith, the twelfth principle, is that a number of opinions of the early Gedele Yisrael, like the, the Sefer the Ikrim, which questions the Rambam Taki, has a whole different approach to the principles of faith in general. And you have the Barbanel, who tries to answer these questions of the Ikrim. And these are just to name the main ones that are known. That he learns that the principle of faith, he learns the last, the eleventh principle of faith is a principle of reward and punishment. The twelfth is about Mashiach, the thirteenth is about Chiyas HaMesim. So he learns that it's a group, that eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth are one group. That it's a group associated with reward and punishment. Because he holds, and and it's also connected with the tenth. The tenth one, ah, the tenth one is Ebrishu's Mashiach. Ebrishu looks upon every single thing and knows what's going on. I think, and the 11th is reward and punishment, and the 12th is Mashiach, the 13th is Tchiyas Hamesim. So he says that when you see the way the world looks today, and you know, we have the age old question that Moshe Rabbeinu already asked, why Russia replaced Lady Sadiq Fidale, not like Pshat and Tanya, but <laughs> Pshutai, 
why is uh, Russia is a good for Russia and for a tzaddik is a bad for a tzaddik. So we look today, we start questioning, is there really reward and punishment? Is David should really watch over every single individual and pay him according to his deeds? Well, Mashiach will come and then all scores will be settled. The good guys will win, the bad guys will lose. Particularly by Tchia Sameis and the Barbanel is very strong with this whole, as a whole long, he actually wrote a sefer about Tchia Sameis that we lost. He called it Tzadik Elamin. What he has in his end of his Pirishan, Kirke Yavis, it's called Machla Savas on the end of Pedic Dalla, that speaks there about Hamais and Rechai, is the purpose, those that are born are meant to die, those that are, are died are meant to be resurrected. He, has, he, he, he basically has, he discusses in short what he discusses over there. So he's very, very big into the concept that Tchias Hamais will be the time when Hashem's reward and punishment will become known throughout the world. So he says that <coughs> this is why Mashiach and Tchiyas HaMesim are principles of faith. Because there are, so to say, branches of the 11th or even 10th principle of Hashem's Hashkacha. Bebisher watches over every single note, looks what everyone is doing, pays attention to every single person, and the principle of reward and punishment. So the Ikrim, I, 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 the Ikrim goes through... I, it's going to be a separate discussion, but very briefly, the Ikrim himself holds the only need three principles. You need to believe in the Ebishter, you need to believe in Tehrim and Hashemayim, and reward and punishment. The person, he doesn't hold that, he holds you have to believe in everything that Rambam holds you have to believe in, but he doesn't consider it to be a principle of faith. So in order that a person has to be a religious Jew, he has to believe, he has to believe the Ebishter exists, he has to believe the gave the Tehrim, and he has to believe in reward and punishment, he doesn't believe in reward and punishment, and say, what, I need to fulfill the Tehrim is. But he knows that all the other principles of faith are all included in these three things. So he asks, why does Rambam mention them as separate principles? So one simple answer is, that Rambam holds that my attack be included, but every single branch is also important in of itself. This is a very balabatish answer, but there's much more to it. I don't want to get into it. So, <coughs> so the Rambam obviously felt that it's important for a person to be aware of the details. Not only that, the Rebbe learns that the details that the Rambam mentions, one of the one of the one of, one of the one of the Ikrim is prophecy. The, the details the Rambam goes through different things about prophecy. The Rebbe about Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy. The Rebbe holds that this is part of what it's important for a Jew to believe. It's not just another. Rambam is not throwing it in. Stamas if you want to, to add more information. Every single detail is telling the part of what a Jew has to know and believe. But that's a separate discussion. So anyway, so he holds the Tchiyas HaMesim, he holds like this. According to the Barbanel, the question really is, what is the purpose of Tchiyas HaMesim? And Rambam, they know what Rambam says? Rambam says, I have no idea. And it doesn't bother me. I mean, more or less, I'm just rephrasing Rambam's words. Rambam says, you know, the Akhacham didn't explain to us what it is. We don't know many details about it. Yeah, he says that the Torah says that we have to believe it. He also speaks a little bit about Tchiyas HaMesim, the Zakdam, the 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 Sanhedrin, basically, since I would rephrase his words, he says, We don't know what when it's going to be a miracle. But Pasha, I mean, it seems from the Rambam, he learns, he holds the people that would like, I'm going to want to speak about that. He holds the people that are going to be resurrected, eventually going to pass away. So, what is the point? The point of Pasha is, according to the Rambam, is they'll be able to have more time in this world to gain Tayyar Mitzvah, have even a higher Elam Hapa, whatever it might be. But why? What? He says, All these details of Atriyas and Mates and other. Well, he, the point that he makes in, in his Yigaras Tchiyas HaMesim and in his Akdama, one of the real issues that was really coming up is for most people, they looked at Moisam Sheikh and Tchiyas HaMesim as ultimately reward. 
And when the Rambam writes that the ultimate reward is the world to come for the Neshama, so they felt as if the Rambam is rejecting Tchiyas HaMesim. Rambam says they don't, totally don't get what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say in their mind, the ultimate reward is that a person has a, is physical reward. The person has a nice house, whatever it is, and, you know, discusses that people have no idea of what Eilam Hapa is. You, and the Sham and the Guf can't appreciate what Eilam Hapa is. So for them, the ultimate reward is Tchiyas HaMesim. So therefore, when they saw how the Rambam doesn't hold of that, they said, hey, he must reject Tchiyas HaMesim. I don't reject Tchiyas HaMesim. I just reject that this is the ultimate, the ultimate reward. There's nothing to the other. It's not a kidamam, it's not ignoring Khiyas Amesim. So it all it was all part of understanding what Khiyas Amesim is, is what led because people had their own, own ideas of Khiyas Amesim and didn't work with the Ramam, that led them to think that the Ramam is, is denying Khiyas Amesim. So <clears throat> the Ramam basically writes, and you know, we don't know too much about it. Like you might ask, what's the not only that, the Ramam gives a whole view why the Tata is very interesting. I don't I mean, it's very interesting to speak about it on its own, but this wasn't the point I wanted to make. Why doesn't the Tater mention, he says, the Nach speaks about Tchiyas HaMesim. The Tater itself, you have hints for Tchiyas HaMesim. The Tater doesn't openly speak about it. And he says a very, very interesting thing. It's a very, again, you might call it apologetics, but he says that even they came out of Mitzrayim, they had to get used to the beliefs of Tater that were sunken amongst the, that they were amongst the Egyptians for so many years. They weren't yet ready. <laughs> To hear about Chiyas Hamesim, so to say, they had to get understand the idea of Yichud Hashem and and the ideas, you know, of, of believing in one Eibushter and so on. So so they weren't yet, you know, uh, you know. So the Eibushter didn't reveal yet to them openly about Chiyas Hamesim. Also, it's part of Rav. It's very interesting. And Ramam explains it. Well, Ramam says either there in, or in the Sanctuary. We don't know much about it. Whatever. Now, the 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 Abar Benel focuses a lot on. How the purpose of Tchiyas HaMesim is to cause people to serve the How? He says, what's going to happen? He says, you know, yeah, you hear of near-death experiences. Never heard of it before. You should never know of it. If you go today, today, I you know, plenty of uh, videos of those people that they, you know, they almost, uh, they, 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 it's like the Sruf in Yiddish Hiner Plek, yeah? The words for the Yiddish, yeah, Hiner Plek, it was like near-death experience. They would come and they said, They come and the mother very nice, the mother Psachim, a guy went up, he saw the Yenomamilot, the Matat, the whatever. But anyway, so, so, so people, they, you know, they go and they tell you what they saw upstairs, Ganesh and Gehenna, whatever, the Dino Mishra that goes on. So, Gita Bissalat City, you know, wakes up people a little bit to the reality of life. So, he says, What's going to happen by Kriya Samit? He says, Imagine everyone will get up, people that were, you know, and they're going to start saying what's going on upstairs. Not only that, they'll have. The marshal, imagine Isi Ish stands up and he'll explain to everyone how the whole religion is one big baloney. And, he, huh? He, yeah, I mean, that other people blew it up after him, but so he says, you imagine the, the, the great awareness of the Abishad that this will bring. So, this is one of the main purposes of Tchiyas Mason that he holds. It says, besides, it's also one thing is Pashat, you know, you have people who come back from. The world of truth and tell the people living down here what's going on. It's going to have a tremendous effect on the world. Besides the fact that according to the Barbanel, it's also reward and punishment. A lot of, you know, uh, a lot of reward and punishment is going to be by the Yom Hadin after Ilum Hapa. The Raman seems to learn that it's whatever. But how the Raman seems to learn is a separate question. But anyway, so so um, so according to Barbanel, he groups Tchias Hamesim together with the Ikrim. Not only the Bible, it's the other with the ikram of reward and punishment. 
This also depends a little bit who's going to stand up at Chiyas HaMesim. And it gets very complex over here because some people say everyone will stand up. Some people say only the Sadiqim will get up. Only the Sadiqim will get up. It's reward and punishment. If everyone will get up, so then it could also be reward and punishment because Sadiqim will be rewarded and they'll be punished. But there's a lot to discuss over here. Anyway, so the, the, the purpose, huh? As the was all years after Mashiach So the purpose, the purpose of Chiyas Hamesim um, is is um, why Chiyas Hamesim is a principle of faith in the Sifrei Chakira and the books of Chakira is you know is not, not there's a big big debate over here which is what I mainly want to speak speak about between the Rambam and the Ramban. Ramban holds that the purpose, now the debate, you know, as everything in Torah, you know, you have many times that books and books and Swadim trying to explain one way of looking at it. Books and books and Swadim trying to play with other way, explain another way of looking at it. And everyone being this rice, a ton of rice, and they argue back and forth. The answer to their debate is not really in taking a, a Maimar Chazal. Every Maimar Chazal, one guy will bring, the other guy will bring, also will explain it differently. It's a Muscorishan. There's a basic concept that can't be explained in based on any proof that this particular Tana Moira Rishin had. The other Rishin had another I think the Ramban writes in the Sefer Muhammad Sachem we can't and nothing in Torah that could be proved absolutely. It all really boils down to your Mishkal Hadas, how you understand the whole thing to begin with. And you see that clearly of this what what ended up was a huge debate amongst a lot of Rishinims, not just the Rambam and the Ramans discussed in many Swarim and <clears throat> a lot of the debates circled about different Maimari Chazal. I have a Maimah Chazal that said that Sadiqim that will get up with Chiyas HaMesim will return to their dust. This seems to imply that Chiyas HaMesim will be eternal. The Ramam clearly writes that people that get up with Chiyas HaMesim won't live forever. <clears throat> so this boils down, the Nekudah here, the essence of the debate boils down to one thing. Really. What is the, pur- <coughs> the purpose of Chiyas HaMesim? So the Ramam learned that the purpose of Chiyas HaMesim is for it, it of itself. This is the ultimate reward of the Nisham is when the Nisham is together with the Guf. The Ramban. The ultimate reward with the Nisham is when the Nisham is in the Guf. The Guf will become much more spiritual. It, it, it says it won't be eating and drinking. Eventually the Guf will become a very spiritual entity, but it will still be a Guf. And this is the ultimate reward that should be Guf and Nefesh. The Rambam discusses this a little bit himself, but he rejects it. He says the whole point of the body you know, the Ram was a doctor also. No, no, the, the whole body system is made. Half of the body is, reproduct- is, is reproductive organs, it's digestive organs, it's breathing, and this. It's all to keep the person alive. But if a person doesn't eat, eat, and drink, half of his body he's not necessary. There's no eating and drinking, no reproduction, whatever. Half of his body is not here for. So wh- why does he need to have a body then? According to the Rambam, the Nakudi here comes out. According to the Rambam, the goof, the body is something which is. Something, so to say, that blocks the light of the Nisham. You want to get, it, it, you can't experience the true delight of the Abish that if your Nisham is in the Guf. So what's the, <coughs> what's the point of the Guf then? So the Ramban answers, well, the Guf was there before, it remained the way it is. And also he said that Rafi Kabbalah, basically, every limb of the body represents something Lamaila, right? The seer of the Guf, Adam Matatim represents the seer of the Guf, Adam Elion, of the Abish, so to say, whatever, the world of Atzilus. So there's a reason for all of that. But the Rambam, <coughs> the Rambam even says that maybe according to them, the body will turn into a triangle. <laughs> in other words, if, if you don't need an organ, so what, what type of body is it going to be? Some different type of body, so what do you need it for? 
But you see, according to the Rambam, the body is there as a means to an end. It's not an end unto itself. That's what you see clearly. According to the Rambam, it's in the true, the light, only the Nishama could experience. The body is just here to help the Nishama get his delight. So, middle of the Rambam says, you don't, what's the point of the body? So, he holds the Tchiyah but the ultimate reward will be the Nishama goes higher than the goal. The Ramban holds no, there's a, re, there's a purpose in the body itself. The purpose is the Nishama should be together with the goal. Uh, the ultimate is really what Chassidus says. Chassidus goes a little even deeper than the Ramban. Chiddush of Chassidus is not only does the body going to be together with the goof, but the goof will be even higher than the neshama. The ultimate reward is that the neshama will experience godliness through the body, because after the body of the Jew is connected with the essence of the Eibush is higher than the neshama. The purpose of Tchiyas Samesim, according to Rambam, is he, he himself writes like more or less these types of questions don't really know the answer. But it seems that the one some people say that the neshama should be able to get added. What's the purpose of life in this world in general? Is that a person is able to play the mitzvahs to experience the world to come? So the neshama comes. So the neshama, when as many mitzvahs we can't even do now, as many things when Mashiach will come, a person will be able to reach a much greater level of fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs, which is a means to another end to go a drama. There's no reason why the Chacham wanted the days of Mashiach was order to be able to serve the Eibush in that way, that should be able to experience the Malo. Same thing is now why those neshamas will come down. Some people say it's a little bit of a reward for the neshamas, for the goof. 